You can do Nayania Baria, Nayania Manania Manania. You can do Nayania Baria, Nayania Manania. From the New South Wales Aboriginal Land Council, this is the A Copper and a Yarn podcast. Welcome to our podcast, A Cuppa and a Yarn, brought to you by the New South Wales Aboriginal Land Council. I'm Michelle Alexandrovix Lovegrove. Our guest this week is a man who's overcome a lot to become a man capable of some pretty hair-raising athletic feats, and very much more. Jack Wilson starred in the reality TV series Australian Ninja Warrior as the Deadly Ninja, whose flamboyant style and athletic prowess saw him become a fan favourite. Wearing the colours of the Aboriginal flag and painting himself up, Jack was wildly popular as the Deadly Ninja. Australian Ninja Warrior has propelled Jack into a life very different to the one he left behind. Jack discusses his past issues with alcohol and drugs and how he turned his life around after becoming involved with the Indigenous Marathon Project, mentored by Olympian Rob DiCostella. He's now in demand as an Indigenous health advocate and motivational speaker. I hope you enjoyed this episode of A Cuppa and a Yarn with Deadly Ninja, Jack Wilson. You can do Nayania Baria, Nayania Manania, Manania. It all comes from back in the days, growing up in the bush, climbing up trees and, you know, jumping off cliffs and going swimming in the water holes and that, but. It's one of my passions is to, you know, get out there and be healthy, swing around, feel good, have a clear mind. So, mm. yeah. Well, let's talk about that, sort of growing up in the bush. Uh, you are from Queensland, yes? And yep. uh, who's your mob? Yeah, Kalkaroon man from Mount Isa, Cloncurry region on my father's side. But I was born and bred in Cairns, uh, North Queensland, on the east coast there, up in the tropics. And my mother's from the Welsh descent. So over in the UK there, which I'm still yet to explore that avenue and explore, you know, that culture. So it was, you know, a bit, a bit into my teenage years until I started to understand culture and what it was all about and what it meant to me. So that's something that I'm very proud of and that's something I hold close to my heart and that's what keeps me going every single day is where I come from. So, and I just want to let everyone out there know that it's never too late to understand where you come from and it's never too late to make a decision to find that out, ask questions to family members and, you know, explore. Explore because that's where our strength comes from is, is our, our bloodline. It's interesting uh, you saying, you know, with you, your mum being Welsh and that's a side that you need to explore. Uh, I mean, my very basic understanding of Welsh uh, culture anyway is very strong people as well. So if you're Calcadoon, he told me it was Calcadoon, eh? And I, I went, ooh, ooh, you're Calcadoon. <laughs> no, because Calcadoon's got a bit of a reputation yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, warriors. Yeah. yeah, we were warriors back Absolutely. in the day. So, But in saying that, I feel like we've all got a warrior inside of us, no matter where you come from. So you could draw that inspiration from deep down inside, no matter what your culture is, and you can be passionate about that. And, you know, you can, you can strive to be the best you can be, no matter where you come from. So... We've all got it somewhere inside there. We've got a little one down the front here. Are, are, would you say you're a warrior? Are you a warrior? Of course he is. I'm a warrior. Yeah, very good. What's your name? Noah. Is there anything you'd like to ask Deadly Ninja? Okay. If you wanna, Noah, if you want to ask Deadly Ninja. He teach me how to train. Yeah, I taught him how to train yesterday. 
I know Noah. Hey, bud. And you so get deadly, eh, bros? And so what was that like? Good. All right, thanks, Noah. I'm glad to see you here. Noah's sitting here uh, in the front row. So uh, for people listening to our podcast, um, he's sitting here looking at you. You know, that's why I'm here is to pave the way and, and make a make a footprint for these kids to follow my direction and, and follow the lead. Welcome, everyone. Welcome, yeah, we've welcome. Just, we've just got a lot more ninjas. They've just <laughs> all come in in a big hurry, eh, because they've just realised that you're here. <laughs> it's great. It's great. Bring them out. Where are they? Tell them all. Yeah, well, Go get your friends. Are they your grandkids? Yeah. Yeah, I know all these yeah. kids. Okay, Uncle. Let's well, go, if Unc. you want to ask a question, we need to do it on the microphone because we're doing a podcast. So you just signal me, okay, and I'll, I'll hold it for you. Rightio, my name's Graham. I'm from uh, Dungari country. All them kids that just come in, is my grandkids, and they was up there for Dash for Splash. Yeah, yeah, I remember Dash for Splash, yep. They come and told me, hey, uh, the Ninja Warrior, he's going to jump out of an aeroplane. What happened? You never. I was supposed to, but the wind's picked up. Yeah, I will, yeah. So did you see Marley uh, skydiving yesterday with the flag? Did you yeah. all see that? So I've just become an official skydiver myself, and Marley, he's from uh, Maury. Hey. Skydiving. Skydiving, yeah. But uh, did you do it before? I only started this year, oh. the first time. I was scared as hell. Like I never thought I'd be a- ever be able to jump out of a plane because I was fearful, yeah. thought I was going to die. And then I'd done it, and now I'm in love with it. So I want to, yeah. Thanks, Jack. No worries. And I want to teach all you kids, if you want to skydive, we're going to be starting up a skydiving school so we can teach you. All right? Marley Nolan Duncan, he's from Moree. He's been jumping for about 15 years now, and his dream was to start an Indigenous skydiving school so we can open that pathway and create opportunities. Because what it does, skydiving isn't just jumping out of a plane. What it does is it opens up your mind. It pushes you past fear because we don't know what is behind fear. Fear is an assumption. Fear is something that doesn't exist. So we think of fear. We don't know. Something can scare us, right? But we don't know if it's going to happen or not. So danger is, you know, that's real. If you're in danger, that's real. But fear is something that we make up in our own mind. Oh, my God, what are they going to think of me? Oh, my God, I'm going to die. But you, you don't know that yet. Okay, so behind fear is magic. You're listening to A Cuppa and a Yarn. Don't forget, November 30 is election day for the New South Wales Land Rights Network. You can lodge your postal vote or go to a polling booth on the day. Head over to the website at alc.org.au for more details. You're listening to A Cuppa and A Yarn. This is a podcast from the New South Wales Aboriginal Land Council and you can listen back to this uh, via any podcasting service on your mobile device later. My name's Michelle Alexandrovix lovegrove and I'm speaking with Deadly Ninja Jack Wilson. Now, what I wanted to do, because, you know... um, you weren't always deadly ninja. No, definitely yeah, not. Yeah, so, so, so there was another time and, you know, we've got a young, lot of young people in the audience today. So we want to go back because this may help you understand that, you know, he wasn't always, you know, he's a hero. He's a hero, but not always. And he's just like everyone else. And proof, I guess, from what you've done is that anybody can achieve uh, anything if they really commit, yeah, and put that's their right, mind yeah, to it. That's yeah. right, yep. 
So uh, when you were, you grew up mainly in Cairns, you know, you, you, you're culturally uh, Kalkadoon, Mount Isa, etc. Do you have any brothers and sisters? Yeah, I'm actually the youngest, the youngest in the family, so I am the baby. I've got two older brothers. Um, and yeah, they were, they were hard on me, them fellas, you know, they give me grief, they tormented me and they give me a hard time because I was a chubby fella growing up too. I was a fat kid and I was a mummy's boy as well. Oh, gee. Yeah, <laughs> so they give me a hard time and they put me through the ringer and they built... But you know what they did do? I can thank them for that is because they give me tough skin now. You know, they give me, they give me a shield. So all that, that hardship they put me through, they made me stronger. And it made me the man I am today. So if you are going through something at the moment, it's a blessing to be going through that. I must admit, it must feel tough at the time and it, you can feel discomfort or sadness, but it's making you stronger for the future. So growing up in uh, Cairns as a child, um, I'd imagine it would be a lovely place to grow up, was it? Yeah, beautiful yeah. up there. Yeah. Cairns, far north Queensland, home of the tropics. You know, waterfalls, the rain trees, the, um, you know, you got the tablelands there, you got Coranda. Uh, humid though, hot, very hot, but beautiful weather all year round. Nice, nice rain, you know, um, green, you know, just vibrant, good, good vibes. Lots of, you know, uh, like beautiful, beautiful walks, you know, swimming holes and all that. And... Yeah, just if, if you've ever been there, you'd, you'd know it, you'd know Cairns. And if you've never been there, get up there, get up there, yeah. So, I mean, despite all of that, though, I guess when, you, when you're a local somewhere, mm. you do see things through different eyes. So, you know, it's sort of like, okay, this is the place I live. All of that great stuff, but you were heading down a path that was not a path that was going to be good for you, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, and we will touch base on that for sure. And um, I must say that I am a very... Very privileged, privileged boy. I've got, as you, as you heard, two older brothers. I've got two, two um, parents. I've got a mother and father. And I can find myself being very privileged of that. I'm very grateful. And, you know, a lot of people out there don't have those things in their life. They don't have role models. They don't have leaders in their life. So that's something I really, you know, hold close to me. And I'm very grateful for that. And, it, you know, I was immersed in football. I was immersed in culture, my family. Uh, I had, you know, cousins and nephews and nieces all, always around me. So I'll make sure I remember that a lot of people out there don't have those things, okay? So you've got to make sure that you, you share that with others and you remember that, that, that times aren't too hard or life is not hard if you've got parents and family around you because some people don't have it, all right? Um, when, I, when I turned 12 and we moved to Townsville, so four hours south of Cairns, uh, Went to high school there. Went to an all-boys school called Ignatius Park College. And I was not an academic student. I was, yeah, I couldn't learn. Um, I didn't like school. I was struggling at school. I didn't really get good grades at school. I always got in trouble. Uh, could never just focus. But when it come to, like, arts and crafts or sports, I was boom. I was there, you know. I was playing footy, always hands-on. So it doesn't matter in life if, you, if you're not academically smart, you just got to stick to what you love. You can always learn something, all right? And it's who you surround yourself with. But I won't get stuck on that too, too much. When I was 14 years old, my parents split up. Uh, so I was very vulnerable at that age. I was very young. I could understand what was going on. So it was a very tough time for me. 
always thought my parents would to be, were supposed to be together forever. But, you know, that's life. You know, things can happen like that. And I left school not too long after that, about 15 years old. So I am a high school dropout, never finished. And I got straight into the working force at 15 years old in the real world. So I become a boilermaker straight away. So a boilermaker is, you know, steel, welding steel and making, uh, um, yeah, like building stuff, really, in a shed. And I hated it. I didn't like it. I started to get introduced to drugs and alcohol at this age of 16. Uh, temptations, hanging around the wrong crowds, going out for the weekends and staying late at night, staying out late. And parents were split up at this time. See, well, mum went one way and dad stayed at the house. So were you, were you living with your dad? Yeah, I went with dad because he let me do anything I wanted. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so he gave me that free leg there, but I had to learn myself, you know. I really did. And I didn't know what life was about at that point. So I just done things. I taste tested things. Mm. I started drinking, started taking drugs, smoking. But I didn't know what life was about. That's all I know. That's all I seen my I seen my, my dad do it, I seen my uncles do it, my aunties do it. So what do you know? We don't know. So we just do what you see, monkey see, monkey do. And that went on for like six years from the age of 16 to 21. Oh, five that years. long? Yeah. Yeah, right. I thought you pulled out of it earlier, but no. Nah, yeah, well. Okay. Yeah, I was, I was doing it for, for a while. And yeah. what, what was that doing to my fitness and my, my love for for football and you know for training and that it was it was killing my passion but I didn't know that at the time I felt good it made me feel good but little did I know it was an artificial high it was something that only lasted for a little bit you go up and then go down and I was starting to get upset and starting to get um, you know depressed in a way because mum used to sit me down and she used to go what's wrong boy what's wrong and I should say I don't know mum I don't know, it's not you, it's not you. And she goes, what have I done, what have I done? I was like, it's not you. I didn't know what was wrong with me, but little did I know there was all these effects from the, you know, the drugs and alcohol, like all the, the, the depressants. So thinking of it now, I know exactly what it was doing, but then I didn't know. So you clearly changed. What was the change? Was it a one thing or was it a gradual awareness? Because... You did get involved with, uh, you know, Rob DeCostello and uh, a, he's got a great project called the Indigenous Marathon Project. But mm. had you turned the corner before then or was, was that the change for you? Well, the thing was, my, I love running, see? I love running. I love the feeling what running does to me. I know it sounds boring, but when you go running, it's an opportunity to spend time with yourself and to have conversations with yourself because you are your own mentor at the end of the day. Outer energies and outer sources and thoughts and words from parents, from teachers, from um, your friends, their voices become your voice. So little did I know growing up when I used to hear like, oh, you're fat or you got bony legs or you, you know, you're white or you can't do this, you can't do that. All them voices, they, they manifested into my own head. So then I'd hear them voices, but that's not my voice. So you've got to realise that, guys, when, when you've got negative voices in your head, that's only voices from opinions of others that have become your voice, okay? So what I'd done was when I used to run, I used to talk to myself. I used to listen to positive affirmations. I used to listen to uh, motivational speeches off YouTube. And I used to hear positivity over and over and over to, to reprogram my own voice. 
to make those voices become my voice. Okay? And running was a passion of mine, so I, I ran every single day. But the, the drugs and the, the going out and the alcohol was taking me away from that. So this Marathon Foundation, uh, run by Robert D. Costella, they call it the IMF, Indigenous Marathon Foundation, uh, is, has started in 2010 by Robert D. Costella. For those of you that don't know Robert D. Costella, he's an icon. He's a legend of Australia, a marathon champion, running champion, and he represented our country. So he started this foundation to raise awareness for mental health, for our physical health of our people. Because our people are dying young, we're getting chronic illnesses, and we're becoming very sick. So we're trying to create role models to stand up and be advocates for this space. And I was brought to uh, the awareness of this in 2013 when my father used to read the Koori Mail and he seen this, um, this ride up there. Jack, you want to go to New York? There's this running program to go to New York for free. You know, I went through for free. He's right. like, oh, I'm, I'm there. I'm there. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I've, got, I've got a train though, huh? I've got a train, yeah. Well, I didn't know what a marathon was, Yeah. which is a 42.195k run. So it can take up to three hours or six hours, depending on who you are and where your fitness levels are. And my dad was my, he was my, he was one of my mentors and he taught me how to believe in myself and he taught me how to visualise and he always would like kick me up the arse and go, Jack, you know, you're still running or you still want to play footy or he'd just be there at my ear, always like telling me to do things and he brought it to my attention and at that point I, I wanted to change as a person because meanwhile I was doing all this, this naughty stuff and, you know, out on the weekends with my mates, I'd always had these visions in my head that I wanted to do great things and I wanted to inspire my people and I wanted to change as a person and I wanted to believe in myself and I could visualise me being, you know, on a podium and me smiling and people yelling out my name and go Jack Wilson and I used to see, you know, like high-fiving people and I used to picture myself at events like this taking photos with people so we've all got that vision in our head and when I say that you can make that vision become a reality at some point you just got to make sure you believe in yourself and you follow the right paths and you listen to yourself, listen to the signs. And I took that opportunity right then and there. I went to Cairns and done, done the trial. We had to do a five kilometre run. We had to do an interview with Rob DeCostello and his, his team. And then I started to get uh, exposed to what it was all about. It wasn't just a marathon. We're doing it as a vehicle. The running was a vehicle to, to get to the you know, to our message, which was the health and the future of our culture. So you undertook that, you did the training. I know it's a rough road. I mean, running a marathon's huge. You went to New York. Yeah. So how was that experience? Yeah, so I made the team. Uh, it's a 12-man team, so six men, six women. And... It's seven months t to a marathon, really. I never run over five kilometres. I had to train for something where I had to run for 42K. So we got given a training program six, six days a week. I had to run every day. Had one day off. I had to eat healthy. I had to go to bed early. 
I had to stop hanging around my mates because they didn't understand what I was trying to do. Now what? Now what was that like? Because you were in a, a habit of years of, of that type of lifestyle. So all of a sudden you've changed. Like you know, maybe uh, you know, a lot of the young people here. If you want to turn your life around or whatever, you've got all your mates there who who don't want you to do that. Yeah, that's right. It's hard. And it is hard because you think they're your closest mates and they're gonna believe in your journey and believe in your vision, but that's not always the case. You know, they might not understand your vision or your, you know, your journey. So you've got to use that as fuel. You got to. You can't sit there and go, oh, aren't they, they believe in me? Oh, aren't you going to support me? Nah, kick them away, push them away, and go. I'm taking this. I'm going on this journey on my own, whether you like it or not. And you know what? They'll realise that. They'll see that you're persistent. They'll see that you're uh, you're you're persevering. And if anything, you'll You'll, you'll attract positive people in your life that support you and that want you to be the best you can be, you know? Uh, and there will be haters too. You'll have family members that will turn their back on you maybe at the end of the day. But you just got to hope, hope for the best for them and you got to worry about yourself. That's right. And, and there will always be some who will come back yeah. Um, or some who will stick with you the whole time. So I know it's hard when you're a kid to think about losing friends. It's really rough. But, um, yeah. you know. At the end of the day, I feel like all we, our main purpose on this earth is to love and care for each other. And, That's right. And share, no matter what. Never hold grudges. You never hold any hate. You just got to love everyone for who they are. And that's, that's, the, that's the philosophy in life is peace, mm -hmm. I feel. So I've got to ask you, I mean, you made the team for that marathon. Mm. Did, you, did you complete it? Yeah, yeah, I did complete it in yeah. seven months. Um, but did you complete the marathon in New York? Yeah, 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 yeah I did yeah, complete okay. it, yeah. yeah. It was one of the hardest things I've ever done. Because, no. I mean, a lot of people don't. A lot of people yeah. get there, they're good enough, they're on the team. But then, you know, on the day, it's really difficult. Right? Some people don't, yeah, get injured out there. Yeah, Rob always right. said to us, he said, you can die out there. There's a lot of twists and turns. There's a lot of you're going to hit a lot of potholes. You're going to come across some demons in your own head. You're going to face some, you know, some uh, some dark, you know, dark spots. He said, "What you got to do is you got to remember you're here for a purpose. You're here for your culture. You're here for your people. You're here to, you know, be a better person and lead the way." And I hit the wall in that marathon. So hitting the wall is when you you hit a point where you got no. You got no energy left. You got nothing left. Your legs are burning. Your your lungs are screaming, and you just want to give up. You want to stop. But he said to us, "You can't stop. Write your family's name on your hand. Write, you know, write the Aboriginal flag there. You know, write your mum and dad's name. Whatever inspires you, put it there. And every time you want to give up, you look at those messages because they're here with you." Oh, I'm tearing up here. <laughs> yeah, it, have it, these tissues. Ah. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's, it is, it, yeah. It's true, yeah. It is, and I finished the marathon in three hours and 14 minutes, which was a, was a solid little ga uh, gallop for me. Yeah. Yeah, it's good, eh, isn't it? I wanted to bust the three-hour mark, but um, next the time. next one, the next one, I just was happy to be there and happy to finish it. And I must admit, guys, you know, when I crossed that finish line... I was stumbling and I nearly fell over and I seen my mentor Rob DiCostello and I ran over, give him a hug and he goes, I'm proud of you, I'm proud of you Jack, you can achieve anything you want in this life and I said to, 
I knew right, right then and there, after I achieved that marathon, I could achieve and be whoever I wanted to be. So what it done was, for me, it unlocked my belief and my vision. From the New South Wales Aboriginal Land Council, you're listening to A Cup and a Yarn. And so after that, and I'm, I'm really interested because I've got no idea, is how you got into the show, Australian Ninja Warrior, because that's what's vaulted you into uh, a lot of attention, being on that program. Yeah, yeah, the Ninja Warrior, that come... So Ninja Warrior didn't happen after, straight after this marathon in 2013. It was a little while? It was a little while, and yeah. I did go back off track again. I started drinking again, and I started, you know, doing a bit of drugs here and there because I thought that was the best way to reward myself, but it wasn't. It was taking me straight back into that slump. And I was thinking to myself, i just done this amazing thing. I just went to New York with the, with the marathon, Indigenous Marathon Foundation with Rob DiCostella, and I'd gone back to drinking. How do you think I felt? How do you think he felt? Do you think he felt good? No. Nah. I felt gammon. Yeah. I felt gammon. I felt yucky. I didn't want to tell anyone. But then I started to think, I'm only human at the end of the day. We can go off track. We can make mistakes. You know, no one's perfect in this life. Not even me. I still have voices in my head that say I can't do it. But what I, what I remembered was I've, I'm resilient. We're resilient. And we can bounce back. So I started to reevaluate my life, um, get back on track there, got back to my training, what I love, started training again, fell in love with this style of training called calisthenics, which is all body weight, pull-ups, chin-ups, push-ups, dips, uh, core. I love to do core. So I fell in love with that training. You know those bars you can see out in the park? Yep, yep. Pull-up bars. I found one of them and just started doing pull-ups for days. Started to build my back strength and my, my grip strength. And the Ninja Warrior come up on uh, Facebook in 2015. I was on the Gold Coast at this point, And it said, do you want to be Australia's next, our first Ninja Warrior? And I went, yes. I was on Facebook there at work, swiping through, hiding from the boss, <laughs> as we do. And then I applied for it right then and there. I applied for it, and um, yeah, in the in the application there was a question that said, uh, "We encourage you to wear a costume." And the first thing that went off in my head was, "Ding, ding, 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 budgie smugglers." <laughs> 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 and uh, I said, I, I said to myself, "I can't wear budgie smugglers on national TV, can I?" A former prime minister did, so I think you could. Yeah, true way. And I went. I can do whatever I want in this life. Who's to tell me who, what I can and can't do? And the main reason I want to do it because it had the, you know, Aboriginal colours and I wanted to inspire people and I wanted people... I wanted to overcome my fear and I wanted to overcome them voices that my brothers put me through. That I was, you know, too fat or my legs were bony. I was like, this is a good chance for me to do it in front of millions of people and be proud of it. So I can let yous know that yous can overcome that voice as well. Make your mark on November 30. That's election day for the New South Wales Aboriginal Land Rights Network. Members, just go to our website 
at www.alc.org.au to find out how to lodge a postal vote and how to vote on the day. You're listening to A Kappa and A Yarn. This is a podcast from the New South Wales Aboriginal Land Council. And we're live, as you can hear. You're having a good... Oh, run away. <laughs> oh, we went under too. Woo! Live from the 49th Annual Koori Knockout. So we're, we're actually sitting smack bang on the side of uh, Field 1, the Bill Smith Field. So, uh, yeah, things are, are getting pretty exciting at the moment now. But uh, we, we, we've got a, a lovely crowd in here in the Newswalk tent. And, and, and thanks for listening to Deadly Ninja Jack Wilson. Now, mm. we're, we're, we're talking about you going on the show. Yeah. So you, you did do all of that. Has anyone here... Um, did you watch Jack on the show? <laughs> we got excited got, hands got here. Got one person there that was yeah, tuned oh, in. No, oh, I've got a few yeah, more Yeah, no, here. I think there's a few here. The I think they're just shy. So, so do you mind if I stop down for a moment and I might just walk around because I think some people might have some questions for you. Yeah. you. You got time for a couple of questions? Yeah. Yeah? yeah. All right. So anyone got a question? Denise, I know you've got one. Yeah, I know she has. Hang on. Yep. Let's go down How here. are you? Yeah, hang on a sec. So just uh, tell Jack your name. And ask your question, and I'll hold the microphone for you. Uh, hi, Jack. Hello. Uh, my name's Denise. Um, I just want to let you know that my family are a huge fan of yours. Um, I've got a granddaughter who's four years old who'd scream of every time if if you went if you made a if you made another step to the next whatever you do. Yeah, next level, and yeah. The next level. So, and then we watched you um, in the international ones, the world ones. Oh, yep, yep. So, like. My fa- my grandchildren are just so inspired by you. So I just want to say thank you for that. And we can't wait till next year. But, yeah, we I'll love you. No, I, I have got a question. I just want to tell you that I'm yeah. a fan. <laughs> and my grandchildren are a fan from the age of 17 down to four years old. Yeah, I appreciate yeah, that. All and them, um, all of them. that just reassures me that I'm on the right track. And what I'm doing is being heard out there across our whole demographic, not just... You know, not just teenagers or our young men. It's happening to our young girls too from the age of four, as you mentioned. Uh, I'm working, I am working in that space across the health sector, across Australia, uh, ever since the show. been working with, in the kindergarten, uh, through to preschool, primary school, uh, high schools, working with um, uh, troubled youth as well, uh, detention centres, and also our elders too. So I'm working with, with chronic illness now, trying to use the platform and use the Ninja Warrior as a vehicle to push that message of health that I learnt from uh, the Marathon Foundation that Rob DeCostella taught me. So, yeah, we're going to be, there's going to be a whole range of ninjas coming through the ranks in the next few years, yeah. My name's Nicholas. Um, I just want to know, how did you feel when you um, fell off straight away in the second round? <laughs> no worries, brother. What's your name? Nicholas. 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 Thanks, brother. I'm, I'm happy that you brought that up because this, the third season... Uh, on Ninja Warrior just recently. I had the worst season of my career on there. And it was, it was a humbling experience because everyone ex- I had a lot more fans and supporters now and I had a lot more to... Um, I had a lot, a lot of responsibility and a lot of pressure on my shoulders. But what, what I went out there with is... I went out there with the persona that I wanted to be myself and I wanted to remember, remember to expect the worst and expect the best. And what I really showed that day was I was humble in defeat. I wanted to be myself and I wanted to let people know that I'm going to be back next year and this isn't going to stop me. All right? 
So if we fall down in life, we've got to remember that it's not the end of the world. We can use that to, to our strength to go back and train harder, to be resilient. That's how I felt. Thank Thanks, you. Plus. Has anyone else got a question? Am I seeing a hand somewhere? Okay, we've got one around here. I'll just walk around here, up Thank the you. back. Um, I'm just, um, I just got a question. How do you stay motivated? So, um, the motivation, yeah, I think the motivation is, is the biggest one for us all. What keeps us going? What gets us out of bed in the morning? You know, what, what overcomes them voices, those negative voices that I'm too sore, I'm too tired, or I can't do it, or I can't do this? What we've got to remember is that we're only human, and we've got to embrace those feelings and those emotions and those voices. Because not, not, it's all not sunshine and rainbows. We've got to go through that adversity to push through. But I feel like every individual has a different purpose and a different direction. What we've got to do is you've got to write down what you love to do, what makes you happy, what makes you feel good. Is it your kids? Is it your health? Is it your culture? Or is it to, to prove to someone that you are good or you are worth it? You've got to write these things down and you've got to put them where you can see them. Put them on the fridge. Put them on the sh in the shower mirror where you're brushing your teeth. Put them beside your bed. Whatever makes you happy, do that more every day. All right? And when you do find yourself in a slump, I like to surround myself with positive people. People that encourage me. People that support me. People that are there for me. And I'll tell you what, energy is real, man. Whatever en wherever energy goes, energy flows. If you're with negative people, you'll slump your shoulders straight away. You'll start to feel isolated. You're with positive people, you start to lift your chest up. And be conscious of your breath. I feel like we, a lot of people breathe to hear. Start to connect yourself with your spirit. Breathe. You know, breathe. Use your diaphragm. Start to eat healthy. Look after our bodies. Right? As I said before, the words we hear out in the world all becomes our own voice. So be responsible for what you take into your mind. Be responsible, all right? And we got one life, man. One life, that's all. And it can be slipped away like that. And that's how I wake up every day. I wake up and I go, I got one life. I got one opportunity to meet as many people as I can, to make an impact to as many humans as I can. And the most valuable currency I found in life was to give. Just to give. That's all. People want to be loved, man. We just want to share the love. That's all. So that's my, yeah, that's my words for you, sis. Thank you oh. for that. Yep. Okay, thank you. You're listening to A Cuppa and A Yarn. This is a podcast from the New South Wales Aboriginal Land Council. We're speaking uh, live at the 49th Annual Koori Knockout with Jack Wilson. I'm going to take one final question and then, yep. Th yep. And so we'll come over here to, uh, what's your name, young man? <laughs> hey, Jack, it's Paul. Hey, bud. I just, um, <laughs> just a question for you. I mean, you, you've got, you, you talked about your marathon background and then you got into you know, sort of the calisthenics that you were talking about. What, what do you think is the perfect mix of background and, I don't know, exercise physiology to, to be able to conquer the Ninja Warrior? Have, have you poured time into thinking about what else do I need? I mean, the guy that won it this year, he had a bit of a golfing background too, didn't he? So Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, as a lot of you already know, that it's a lot of grip strength. So, the rock climbers, rock climbers do really well. The gymnasts. Gymnastics, uh, parkour, if you do parkour, that's a good one. So, uh, infusion of those. 
climbing trees. Like there's a few arborists that climb trees for a living. That golfer now, he is actually, he's a gymnast since he was this high. So they didn't mention that. They, they said he was just a golfer full time, but he's actually put in the work. And he's Aboriginal, by the way. You know, he's pale skin, redhead, but he's from Sherberg. So I'm going to help him expose his story and, and share his message too. And he doesn't know much about his culture because his family was in, uh, they were part of the stolen generation there. So I want to help him get out of the communities and he wants to do work with the kids too. But yeah, gymnastics, you mob, rock climbing, parkour, and just hanging off things. Go hang off something off a tree, go climb some trees. But make sure the main muscle and the main thing you've got to train is your mind. Whatever you think every day, whatever you visualize, that's what's going to happen. So you've got to tell yourself positive thoughts every day. All right? Because when you go out on that Ninja Warrior course, you're there by yourself. You've got a lot of people watching. You've got cameras, a lot of nerves, a lot of pressure. You've got to stay focused up here. Visualization. So you've got to visualize your run. It's going to go smoothly. You've got to visualize yourself scoring tries or if you're out on the field playing. So, yeah, that's, um, that's my tips for the Ninja Warrior. Make your mark on November the 30th, the election day for the New South Wales Aboriginal Land Rights Network. Members, go to our website at www.alc.org.au to find out more information. So, Jack, in terms of what you're doing at the moment, I know that you've, you've really... Uh, sort of uh, come on board in the whole uh, sort of health advocacy and as an ambassador. You've been working with Awabakal uh, Medical Service, yep. uh, Health Service, and AH&MRC on, on some of their projects. So can you tell us a little bit about what they're about, what you're trying to do? Yeah, so linking up with organisations that are on the same journey, on the same path, and just just want to be brought into the community and be a part of the family, you know, uh, across the whole board of Australia. Um, I'm pretty much a... I don't like to pigeonhole myself with any, with, you know, particular groups, but I like to be the face of Australia, you know. I want to be... Let everyone know that I'm, you know, I'm in the space for everyone. But with these mob here, have taken me in as one of their own too. Uh, AH and MRC are, you know, trying to inspire our kids to get their health checks to make sure that, you know, our bloodlines are, are healthy in the future because if we don't act now, you know, it, will there be a future for our people? But, you know, these kids are our future, so we want to make sure that they're, they're leading the way and handing them the torch. So I want to be a voice for these people. I want to use my platform as much as possible, you know, for, for Awabakal, for AH and MRC, you know, for Quit Be Fit, you know, for Deadly Choices, all these same companies and organizations are going towards the same message health so we're all in it together it's, it's, all, it's all about unity and I think belief is the main thing apart from everything else like we've, we've got to make sure we're eating well I'm so happy that I overcome you know you know that that dark path going down that wrong path of, as a child and you know finally seeing the light and being myself and now sharing the positivity and the energy with everyone else but we're only human at the end of the day. And it's never too late to make a ch uh, change or make a decision, no matter how old you are. So for these young fellas who are here today, and um, you know, not, I'll, I'll let you go watch your footy, which I know you want to do. Um, you were talking about you know, it's, it's food, 
exercise. I mean, there's a whole heap of things. Culture, but uh, your brain. You mentioned a couple of minutes ago that the power of your own thought is probably the most important of them all. Yeah, yeah. And, like, to just everybody listen to this podcast and that are here today, just the main thing, the main gift and the most unique gift is to be yourself. Do that. Be yourself. That's your main gift. You're unique. Don't try to be anyone like anyone else because everyone else is taken. The best thing I ever done was to be myself and be proud of that. So whatever you love to do, whether it's Ninja Warrior or whether it's cultural dancing or art or music or golf or netball, you know, volleyball, whatever you love to do, do that every day as much as you can. From the New South Wales Aboriginal Land Council, this is a cover and a yarn. You can do nayaniya baria, nayaniya mananiya mananiya. You can do nayaniya baria, nayaniya mananiya mananiya.